Dave Morris. Jason Geary. I missed We're back. Me. I feel like I haven't missed you in so long. But... I know. It's been a while. I've, uh, uh, and our, uh, our listeners, sorry, that's from my other podcast. <laughs> our, our podcast <laughs> listeners. My other podcast Welcome is called How About. Welcome to the Dictionary of Mo. Wait, no. Wait, that was the other one. No, <laughs> no that's the other one. The uh, uh, One of the other podcasts I do is called uh, How About This? And we call our listeners thisners. Uh, so <laughs> that's why I was. Listeners. That's a... We'll call ours conversationers. No, conversationalists. We'll just call them our friends. Um, uh, hey, yeah, everyone, so, welcome. It's been a while since we spoke because we did like a couple back to back and then had like a little time off almost. It yeah, so we like put one in the in in the bank and uh, we had a couple booked in for because uh, I've been rehearsing for uh, things are opened up here. It's crazy. I've gone from zero to a hundred and it's nuts. Uh, I've been rehearsing for three different shows. The shows are on, so it makes it really hard for us to record things at the moment. Um, and so we are uh, to our delight, and it almost didn't happen because uh, some of the cast members have gotten sick here. So not COVID, not COVID. <laughs> not COVID. Uh, we not should COVID. be get, we should be should be very clear about that. Just a cold that's going around. Um, and uh, and so it almost didn't happen, but it did happen tonight. We spoke to Kaiser. Coco Palmer. We did. Kaisa Coco Palmer. She's the best. <laughs> She's one of our favorite people. One of my favorite people. I won't speak yep. to Jason, but I think she is one of his as well. Uh, yep. Just an incredibly joyful and uh, um, uh, compassionate and just all around mm-hmm. loving and caring person. She's just the best. And you're going to love this conversation. I, I, I did. I, I, yeah. I'm still feeling, I'm feeling warm. I'm feeling warm. Yeah. And by and the end, feeling, you'll feel warmer, right? Warmer. Uh, we're feeling uh, lampa, lampa palme. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That that's, was exactly how it said. <laughs> if you want to learn what Jason was trying to say, you'll have so, to listen to the whole episode. Yeah, I have to listen back. <laughs> but, uh, I wrote the word down. I wrote the word down, but not the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I noticed. Uh, <laughs> thank you all so much for checking out In Conversation. And uh, you're going to love this episode as much as all the others, if not even more, with Kaisa Coco Palmer. Did I do it okay? really nice to see you oh likewise it's both of so your faces. Good. uh just before we started this i was remembering when you were in victoria and we did how the light gets in together our show that we just made up for the festival <laughs> and how wonderful of a show that was and how tom hill from vancouver came to me and said that show should have been filmed so that everybody could see it it was so perfect and i was like nah it shouldn't have been filmed. It was that perfect. That's that's how I felt about it. It was such a great show. I love that moment. Thank you for being there for that. But oh anyway, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing all right. How are you, Dave? How who's are you, our, Kaisa? Who's our guest? Who's our guest? <laughs> it's Kaisa Kakapapa. <laughs> that's me. That's a good way to flow that name. Yeah, that's you, and you're here. Thank you so much for being here, all the way from Helsinki. You're living in Helsinki at the moment, correct? I am. Yes, I've been here for about two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you were in the states for a while before that, like a year. I was in the states. Yes. No, not even that long. Uh, Some months, uh, back and forth for a long time. uh, you know, you fall in love with someone who is from another continent, and then you try to make it work, and then you make it work. So that's that's the story in a nutshell. Yeah, you've been there, Jace. Have you done that, Jason? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Probably. Yeah. That's yeah. how we that's why we started that's this podcast. We, yeah, that's why. We... 
That's the That's way. Not it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was for another con. I had to make it work. Oh gosh, so good to see. Yeah. Uh, oh. And and uh, and then before that, you you aren't from Helsinki though, which is the only no. city in Finland most of our listeners would know of. But you're from you're from. I'm I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Where are you from? Uh, you uh, well, I'm originally from a place called Karstula, which is a very very small, like five, less than five thousand people. And then I moved into a a, a bigger city in fin- uh, Finland standards, which is about a hundred thousand people. That one was mm. called Yuvaskula. So I lived there for quite some time. I studied there at the I studied education there way back in the in the early twenty. How do you say twenty twenties? Like the zeros, Twenties. the zeros. Yes. Uh, the noughties? The aughts, I think some people aughts. call them. Aught. In Australia, we call them the noughties. The noughties? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do that one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, the noughties. That's where I was back then. And then yeah. now I live in, now I live in it for, uh, for, for the time being. Great. <laughs> uh, and for the time being. Oh, exciting. Dangling Ooh. a carrot. Where are you going next? <laughs> no, we have we have talked about uh, like basically the idea is uh, well I'm not jumping do I am I jumping ahead now because I'm like oh I want to tell you all these things that's happening but maybe we'll get to it later on I don't know you can do whatever you like there's this can be a Tarantino movie of a conversation <laughs> we can jump yeah. around there's no timeline here I can edit this I might even edit this so it's at the end you have no idea this is <laughs> podcast work. Um, just a bit of sizzle but you Stick might around. move somewhere well because that's the the luxury of having a partner who's an improviser is that you can move anywhere and you have someone to improvise with yeah that's nice yeah yeah that is pretty good yeah mm. yeah my wife sarah palmer is from the united states originally and nowadays we live in finland in helsinki together and we have an impro company and a, a school called impro helsinki here in helsinki uh mm-hmm. so impro in helsinki that's the name. Wow, mind blown. I don't even understand how where, it got. Where do you get your ideas from for these names? <laughs> oh, yeah. But the point, like, basically, the long-term plan is hopefully that maybe when when we get ourselves more mobile in a way that it's possible to run the school from wherever and we have more more wonderful uh, teachers uh, who can do some of the work here then it probably is somewhere where people speak English next because I think that this, <laughs> this has been a little bit of a hey come to Finland it's one of the most hard like the hardest languages in in the world and come and come and be here uh, so now I think it's gonna <laughs> be a nice balance to go somewhere where yeah yeah <laughs> where people maybe somewhere where like people also speak English, but they speak other yeah. things too. Then then it's like not perfect, like not just English. Yeah. Like somewhere like Amsterdam, where it's like every language they understand. Yeah. Every, yeah. Except for every Finnish. Language. Except for Finnish. Except for Finnish, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but the good thing about the fact that now when Sarah is learning Finnish is we can go anywhere in the world and we have like this secret language for the ah. I must say, though, that sometimes it has gone terribly wrong for me in the past because I have traveled a lot and I have traveled in South, uh, in Central America, for example, uh, where I thought that no one <laughs> understands the language and something happened and I and be, I behaved really badly in, in Finnish, like with my Finnish language. And at the mm-hmm. same time, on the street, there's someone who in Finnish responds to me like, that was rude. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a, yeah, it was a surprise that maybe they are everywhere. That's yeah. so cool. 
yeah, yeah. you should uh, uh, maybe we should just invent a secret complaining language that like you know you can just get into and and when people hear the tone of that language you can just go well that person's complaining i don't need to know about what isn't that, <laughs> that that's swear words right that we have that oh, yeah <laughs> you just go like fuck shit fuck, fuck shit fuck, fuck. and everyone's like whoa that guy's upset i don't know what <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh yeah, Missy and I have we both speak uh, enough French that we can talk to each other in French, but so does everybody else. So it doesn't help at all. Like if we're in a car and we say no no, c'est pas bon, then everybody knows what we mean cuz we don't speak that good of French. So it's actually it's like a pretty obvious secret language. My my parents when I was young, they did it so that they spoke English to each other when, because I'm the first of four children and I didn't obviously we didn't we only knew Finnish at that point. So they were talking English to each other when they had to talk about something that we couldn't know. Then when I learned English, they switched to Swedish. Then when I learned Swedish, they switched to German. And, and there I think that they did pretty well because I chose French over German. <laughs> I don't know German. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's, that's, no, that's I, I love it. Uh, yeah, because I wanted to ask you something uh, about education, because that's what you went to school for first, to be a teacher. And then did you fall in love with theater and therefore wanted to become a theater teacher? Or did you hate education and so <laughs> left and went to theater? What was the, what was the, the train? Of, I, the I, started, I started doing theater when I was seven years old. And I did scripted theater for for the first 20 years. So until like I was 19, I, the lucky thing was that even though I came from a very small place, there was a really, really good theater program and a really good teacher there at that time. And, and so I was way into like, I was directing musicals, right? Like doing a lot of stuff by the time that I was 20 years old and I got to do a lot because it was a small place and there wasn't that many of us who were like so into it uh, and then I uh, and I applied for the theater school to become an actor once when I was 19 I didn't get in and I got so <laughs> I got so mad uh, I've always had a little bit of this chip on your shoulder <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep uh, and so I was like, well, this is, I'm not going to do it again. And I haven't. Now I'm thinking maybe when I'm turning 40, maybe I should try, uh, apply again. Nah. <laughs> anyway, so then I, but I did when I was, when I was maybe 19, I, uh, we organized this storytelling competition in my little small town very, mm-hmm. uh, every summer. And that summer, uh, two guys from Uvascula, where I then moved to later on, they came for the competition. They were both brilliant. They were like so engaging. They were so there. They were completely in the moment, all of that. And I was like, these folks are great. So I went to talk with them afterwards. And I was like, this was really wonderful. And they said that they're both in an improvisational theater group in Juvascula. And I was like, this was when my mind went like, I had never in my life before known that it is possible to only do improvised theater in, 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 in contrast to like uh okay use uh, improvisation as a tool to create characters or like or you know scripts or whatever so to me that was like so there is an art form that is based on improvisation I am intrigued and so then I moved <laughs> to Uvascula to for the studies because I was like I gotta do something because I didn't get in uh the theater school so I might as well and so I applied for um for the education faculty I got in and then I was studying both education and music at the university, just as a 
you know, because you have to do something. And at, at the same time, I was kind of like trying to find my way of like, I, I joined the university theater, of course, all that stuff. And then an audition opened up for that improvisational theater company. And I was like, this is, this is it. And I went and I got in and, and that was 16 years ago. And, and now I'm on that road. So that's how it yeah. started. For me. I'm so glad you didn't get into the theater program. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. Cause then you would have been doing that. Which yeah. I'm sure you would have been amazing at, and theater would benefit, but we'd suffer. Uh, Very nice. And you totally should audition again when you're 40, and then when they give you a, uh, they offer a you a spot, turn it down. <laughs> Just be like, no, you had your chance. So, when you were studying education, did were you studying drama specific education or just no just education all in all? Like, uh, well, basically, I had like. I, I have master's in education and, and my, my focus uh, is primary uh, education. So from years, seven years to 12 years, all different subjects in school. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to that, music teaching and right. um, special education. So those, that's kind of basically my um, groundwork. And then, of course, I have been studying theater in, in diff, like both acting and directing and obviously later on improvisation all around the world. Uh, but so basically those are there and dance and, and, and different instruments. So I think that that's why probably because I felt like I was never like really brilliant at anything, but I was kind of good in a lot of things. So yeah. I think that has been one of the really cool things about improvisation of theater because you get to combine those things. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like I'm I, uh, pretty, I can sing, but I'm not amazing at singing. <laughs> but when I sing in an improv scene, I sing well enough that everyone's like, "How does this guy know how to do it?" It's like, yeah, it's that, that's that's yeah. I I, I, uh, I connect with that a lot, except that I don't have a master's in education. I studied education as well, <laughs> and I, I went to the school that was uh, that that had a reputation for putting people out the other end as a jack of all trades who knew a bit about design, a bit about dance, a bit about everything. And uh, of course, I gravitated towards improvisation as well. But I understand uh, that um, that kind of uh, you know many many talents, but a, a master of of none. Uh, but uh, you know, trying. I, I would consider you, Kaiser Coco Palmer, as a, a, a master of improvisation. I, I, I would I would say. But coming out of university, you know, it was just it was really good to have the grounding in all those different fields and understand a little bit about design, a little bit about lighting. You know, enough to to get by because then you could think about. Um, whatever craft you wanted to go into with all of those other things on board, not just, you know, from, from an acting point of view or anything yeah. like that. I remember when I was doing, uh, doing corporate talks and stuff, I had this phrase I used for like two of them until I realized it wasn't a very good phrase, but it <laughs> is uh, Jack of all trades, master of one. Right. <laughs> uh, was what I would say. Cause the one was improv master of improvisation and that one skill is the one that lets me be good. Like I, it helps me learn all these other things because I'm yep. I approach things with a playful attitude. I'm okay. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm ready to try things. I adapt really well, and I I play and I listen and I, I uh, connect with people and collaborate. So like those skills let me learn how to play piano better, or play uh, or or play the drums better, or yeah, that sort of thing. So yeah, I like that. Uh, but can we circle back to something though? Because you said you have your master's in primary education. As in, like uh, children, uh, if we can call them children, is that okay? Is that is that, is that okay now? <laughs> okay, children. children are still children, Dave. 
there yeah a few things that are still because okay. i i refer no i just i refer to teenagers as kids all the time and then right. people get upset that i refer to teenagers as kids because it makes me sound like a crotchety old man but children are <laughs> seven-year-olds are children right that's a lot yeah. that, do you re- do you refer to teenagers as kids like in public when they're not your as like you kids get yeah. off those bikes <laughs> i do i do i say I say, what are these kids doing around here? <laughs> and I, when I teach in high schools, I walk in and it's like, oh, these hey, kids. kids. Yeah, these kids. <laughs> and, uh, I do it. So I, I shouldn't, but I can call children children. Yeah, yesterday, I went to the store and there were two kids. I think that they were maybe 12 year olds. Yeah. And they had those, how do you call those ones that it's like the board and then you have these handles and then you go uh, like. A scooter? Yeah. A scooter. They had scooters yeah. with them in the store and they just left them like they were in front of me. They left them on the in the middle of the floor <laughs> and then they disappeared. And for like two seconds, I'm thinking, okay, here is my, um, I have to choose. Have I become <laughs> the adult who is like, hey, kids? <laughs> or am I not there yet? And in those two seconds, I decided I'm not there yet. And I just like really coolly stepped over their scooters and continued to walk. Yeah, I would have gone one of two ways. I would have rid- rode one of the scooters and stole it from them or bent them both and left them like bent, like fucking kids. Anyway, you. Teach- I would have waited till their parents come back, uh, to the kids come back and go, "Where the fuck are your parents?" <laughs> I want to talk to them. Take me to your parents. I- There's something to talk about. Okay, <laughs> but I want to get back to this thing. The okay, ch- sorry, children, sorry. teaching children, yeah. teaching children. Um, and to me, you're you're you've always been a very uh, a, a playful improviser. I find I, I think one way I would describe very very playful and and connected and joyful. Is that part of it? Like that that. Did, did that help you in ch- teaching children that joyful energy? Is that where you get it from? Did you already have it? And that's what, like, I like, mean, tell me I about mean, your I teaching because I love the way you teach. I love the way you teach. Well, thank you very much to start with. And then, secondly, uh, I mean, I think that uh, it has always been there uh, mm-hmm. for me. And uh, I think that there is a way of like, my brother was uh, born two years after me uh, with uh, cerebral palsy and epilepsy. And so I have always lived in a world where a person who is close to me is someone who can't do all the stuff in the same way as I can. So Mm -hmm. our uh, abilities in some things uh, differ. And so since I I can remember it has always been a way of like, hmm, how is it possible to do this thing in a way that everyone can join? So that's yeah. since my very early childhood and all the games we ever played was like, okay, how can we do it in a way that, okay, cool, cool, cool. So we have all these different options. So I think that that was the first thing that to me was something like, oh, I want it to be something that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then I think so that I think that that has a, a very greatly uh, affected my, <clears throat> my personality all in all. And then I, I, I do think that I have always been kind of like, joyful in a way but then also I get really mad when I get mad but it goes over really quickly as well so that's that's good yeah uh but I didn't what what's going on what a wild uh, topic I just I just remembering the first time I, I ever saw you mad and how funny it was that yeah I where saw you was get, this 
I think we were in Seattle and you weren't even talking to me. You weren't even talking like about anybody there. You were talking about somebody back home or like some situation. And you were just like, you were smoking a cigarette outside in the alley in Seattle, like the dirty alley with the gum wall. And you're like, just laying into something. And I was like, I could not imagine that this incredibly wonderful, (laughs) positive person can get mad like that. And I will tell you, after I saw that, you know what? I loved you more. I loved you more. After I, saw that. It's yeah. like, I, I love this person more now than I already did. Cause you're, yeah, it was, the, it was so, uh, I couldn't believe. And then afterwards you were like, Hey, let's play. And I was like, what? The first oh, time I saw Kaiser mad was, was, <laughs> <laughs> was in Seattle and, and we were sitting in the theater and someone yelled something from right behind her and it took her by surprise. It was too loud right in her ear and she just snapped. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, bam. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what, that is one of the only things that completely makes me go like straight away when I, I get know. <laughs> yeah when i yeah yeah but um i do i do have that that side of me as well but as i said we all do we we all do mine's buried i bury mine (laughs) i'm gonna die when i'm 60 because of it but it's there (laughs) well you still Uh, have you still have time until 60 yeah (laughs) Yeah. five five more years (laughs) 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 i'm almost there Jason, do you get? How do you get mad? Uh, I I I get mad. I get mad very uh, uh, quietly until I get home to uh, like uh, a, a close friend, or like someone like yourself or Dave or or uh, Sam, my wife, or or, uh, or or a good friend, and I just go and 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 it all. Uh, someone else wears it like a um, like a, like a music video clip where where their air's blowing in their face and their hair is going backwards and their cheeks are. <laughs> What? <laughs> I get so, that. I get the image. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, circling back to what we were talking about. Yes, I please. That, <laughs> Children. I we're talking about my... fucking kids, right? No, yeah. what are we talking about? Let's go. <laughs> that you said to us children now children Children, we're focusing (laughs) okay okay. very important conversation i I do think that the idea of having background like or having studied education as well and of course also done that for work for some some years as as a primary school teacher uh, as a secondary school uh, what is it called high school for some time and then also i did seven years of like child how do you say child protective services uh work as a camp uh leader so we organized camps throughout the year and i i worked as the organizer of the whole thing i think that and and they're working with children or children kids young people until like Mm -hmm. 18 i think that all of that is something of course like uh, besides uh, doing all the stuff for theater directing a lot of children all all of that stuff uh, teaching i was teaching ballet as well at some point that would be a different all of that stuff and 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 playing all okay anyway so the point is that i think that with all of that came the fact that even though nowadays i mainly or almost exclusively teach adults I don't know if teaching is the right word but anyways create the kind of platform where people get to try things in a safely way and understand what their capabilities are Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that it definitely has affected the way and I and I appreciate 
those kind of teachers in the in the field of improvisation as well who have the uh, the pedagogical uh, view into what yeah. they are doing instead of only going uh, content mm. uh, first yeah i'd say no for sure yeah that's great yeah i i i i, uh, I started out teaching uh children <laughs> uh, not uh little ones children uh, that is uh w- when i was in high school i started teaching like uh Im- i'm gonna call it uh Im- theater to like this after school program that was like uh children from ages like five to ten which is a very big margin at that age and it was like realizing how it was it was mostly chaos but it was a lot of fun and they were really fun kids and still when i teach adults today the the juxtaposition between like when i'm working with five-year-olds and i'm like okay everyone we're just gonna pretend to be firefighters and they just instantly start pretending to be firefighters with no coaching at all and you tell an adult like play a firefighter and they just sort of sit there like themselves and they just won't play and won't just dive into it. Uh, that difference is still, I still think about that all the time when I'm teaching the, the difference yeah. between children and, and how like that creative play gets sort of driven out of us. And like most of my job is just getting people back to that place. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I then, very much agree. And you know, we can find polish and craft, but most of it's just getting you back to the place where you're going to play and then we'll figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned you uh, did music and stuff as well. Do you bring a lot of that into your improv work? I think it depends. Um, So I studied music and music education, and I've studied many different kind of instruments. And there is the same thing, basically, that I never, I think that one one of the struggles that I've had in life is like I, I haven't been able to concentrate on something that I find that is repetitive and boring for too long in order to master, to become a vir- virtuous, vir- what's that word? Virtuoso. Yes, in anything. So the same thing happened, for example, with violin, because when my violin teachers told me, my violin teacher told me, you can become a professional violinist, but Kaisa, being somehow gifted in this only gets you so far and then after that you have to actually start to rehearse and do this every day and I was like I'm done bye (laughs) so it's like so I think that yeah okay just as a side note but yes the musicality and the idea of like using music I use a I use music all in all a lot with when teaching or when directing shows or when and thinking of different things or even when I want to come up with stuff I use music as inspiration mm-hmm. and obviously in addition to that then I for example have a musical duo with another Finnish uh, improviser uh, and a brilliant mus- musician Julia Julia Petaya uh, so we have a we do a duo like we do an improvised musical as a duo so we we travel around with that one, and so that is cool. basically only concentrating on on that kind of stuff. But cool. as a short answer, yes, a lot. Long answers are yeah. fine. I <laughs> we love long answers because I agree with so much you just said. I'm, I'm very similar. I love the like I love the hill. I don't like the plateau. So like when you're climbing and it's hard and you're learning this thing and your every day is feeling better, and then you get to that point where now you just do it a lot before you get to the next hill and that do it a lot until you get this very difficult to <laughs> and i just sort of like eh, i'm gonna start learning how to solve a rubik's cube instead <laughs> i just move over to something else a different hill 
I find another <laughs> hill to climb. So like I'm I, and I kind of like so I can do a lot of things for that first hill. Yeah. <laughs> but never but to the also, second hill. But then there are also things that I'm like, I'll try them. And if I don't get it straight away, I'm like, I don't need this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really? So do you play the guitar? <laughs> I do. That's that's one of those things that nobody sounds good right away on a guitar. No, and and I don't know, like with with violin, because I started when I was four and I'm like, how did my parents, how did they do those first two years? Because I wasn't great straight away. And I, <laughs> I, I've said great that it's straight away. No, I have, I have said that if we're ever, ever going to have children, I really honestly need to kind of like, what's the word, like kind of uh, embrace myself that I have to be able to listen to that horrible stuff. Yeah. In the beginning, so I'm not going to be the one who's like, you can play whatever you want, but you can't play this instrument because it sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, as two people with children, I'm sure Jason would agree with me on this. You have absolutely no problem listening to it. I yeah. I can watch Milo draw the worst drawings, and all I'm thinking, I'm so proud of every crappy drawing. It's it's so you'll be fine. Yeah, you, that's how your yeah. parents did it. As uh, as as someone who's uh, lived through two daughters learning to tap dance. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, you learn to have selective deafness as well. Like it just kind of, <laughs> it's like, oh, there's just some noise happening at the moment. And then once it gets good, you're like, oh, cool. All right. Well, the, you, you're, you'll be amazed how much you can tune out if you truly concentrate. <laughs> but you're oh, also just so, so much pride. You're just so happy. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, just Jocelyn's uh, amazing tapper now. But it's yeah, once you you know you go, it's like all right, I'll 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 get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but it's uh, it's like you're climbing that mountain with them as well. Like you're 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 up, you know, you you're right there, and you uh you're so you're kind of happy to persevere and do all that sort of stuff. Um, where, have you done improv with kids? Yes, <clears throat> I've done improv with kids, but I've done improv for kids, um, and I I love the fact that they are as as Dave you was describing earlier as well as like that's I think that what we aim to be uh, in in which position we aim to be again is like okay let's go back into that state of play. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when you are doing shows for kids, they are absolutely brilliant because they want to participate in everything and they're completely with you in the world of imagination. So that's mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah. And now, since it's been a year that we haven't been able to do regular shows, um, uh, we have done some shows online, of course, as well. But now lately, during this uh, this early 2021, we have started these um support memberships for our school and the way it works is when when someone wants to support us they pay a certain amount of money and depending on what what they pay then that we give them different things in return and for those folks uh, who are doing the support membership of the highest support membership we create uh, into um like improvised or partially improvised video greetings uh, and they can give it to whoever they want and so (laughs) lately what we have done is uh, just as example we have done we have gotten two uh, two uh, of those uh, videos that one of them was dedicated to a six-year-old and the other one was dedicated to a completely new baby that was just born (laughs) and so basically just as a as as an example like we did like this very interactive improvised video like a journey of these two tiny 
puppets for the six-year-old and she had to do different things during the video so she was even though we were not there so it was basically yeah, yeah pre-recorded and it, it was it was fabulous and she was completely with it and then for this new baby we did a video in which we made a song for this new baby and then uh, Sarah was like a, a puppeteer and then it's just like this emotion like motions of things that the new baby can actually like <laughs> when, when she can concentrate she can watch it so that kind of stuff has now evolved alongside everything else that we have had to kind of like thought about when we live in in this kind of world yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah totally that is so funny <laughs> I, i'm uh, i'm a week and a half away of uh from opening a, a kids show here uh again the first performance for kids that i've done in in over a year or so so uh i, I look forward because we're rehearsing at the moment and it's just two performers and the director and so there are parts in the show where of course we can't get kids up anymore or anything like that we just have to ask them for things um but i can't wait for those moments to hear the kids yelling out things and giving us suggestions and stuff like that because at the moment we you know we we throw our hands out for suggestions and it's just our director sitting there going i don't know vampires Uh, and you know, as soon as you have kids, they're gonna shout like Paw Patrols, uh, yeah, yeah. dogs, cat. Yeah, they're just gonna shout so many things at you. Yeah. Yeah. I used to I used to find kids shows very uh exhausting when I first did them because they because I gotta give so much to mm-hmm. keep and like just just like it's and especially because I did most of the kids show I would do is solo shows. So it would be just mm-hmm. me in a room full of fucking kids right and i would have to entertain (laughs) no but um i would have to entertain so it'd be like i'd have to be super positive and super engaging and constantly uh and then i kind of figured out this trick where i just would narrate a story and i would get the kids to do the story so they'd come up and they'd do the characters and i would just tell everyone and then i would say like and they say something clever and then the kid would say whatever and everyone would go that's amazing and everyone would cheer <laughs> for them and if they couldn't think of anything i would just whisper something in their ear and they would say it and it was just like i just started doing that that and the parents would be crying and taking pictures of their <laughs> darlings and it was a way better show than me trying to entertain these 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 youtube generation kids <laughs> i used to just find it really tiring but then i just started becoming really fun and joyful when i started playing with them more obviously obviously we all knew yeah. this. you already knew this i'm not sure whether you guys have seen but i i have a kids format here called um it's not the one i'm doing this uh this festival but i have a kids format called the fairy tale cookbook which is like a bunch of archetypes uh, on a board and and i as the host play like a chef a cook and i come in and say here's our pantry of ingredients let's make up a story you can pick whatever you want to be in you know as the hero and the antagonist so sometimes Times you get a dragon or a zombie as the as the hero and and they just pick the and you basically just run through a a great kind of story spine so, thing with with them picking the ingredients as as you go through um and it's usually a team of a couple of improvisers and we get kids up as well um in a world when we could um but yeah that's that's been uh something that's been going on uh impro melbourne mm-hmm. still does it um now um, but yeah, it's been going on for ages and ages and ages. It's a great little fun show, that one. It's fun. It's like a, you know, like it's, it's like other times when I'm doing like classrooms with kids, I'll just basically mm-hmm. just do what happens next for yep. 30 minutes with them. Like, what happens next? <laughs> and then what happens? Who do they meet? Oh, no. And then just that's all it is. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I do, I do think, even though nowadays I don't, basically, I don't work with 
kids at all. And even though at it? times, I, I feel like I miss the kids uh, mm-hmm. themselves. Like I miss, there are some, I think that they're some of the coolest people on planet, they're kids because they haven't been made into Adults. Snow, <laughs> the snow is falls from the sky, pure. It is the ground that dirties it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So I do, but otherwise, no. And I wouldn't like. I highly, highly appreciate, especially because I have the experience and I also have the education. I have the uh, understanding about what it takes. And now I'm talking about like edu- educating kids in in schools, all in all. I really highly appreciate it, but it's not something that I would want to go back to. And yeah. it was never my intention originally to to do that that as a uh, as a job or as a life career in any case what I do though nowadays and which I'm really happy about and what is like I have basically two main things for improvised world I, I'd say the other one is being an artist uh, the other one is like doing like imp- uh, creating uh, developing improvisational theater further that's the aim and, and and kind of like being able to look at it from different sides and expanding it all the time mm-hmm. learning new things uh, about it but then the other aim for me is because I honestly believe that the like the the core ideas and the, the practices and the philosophy of improvisational theater can change the world. I definitely believe in that, and the idea that when that gets taught and introduced to children all over, they will learn these ideas and they learn how to use them and they will learn how to build a better communication with each other. And by that, they will be able to solve these nasty problems that we as humans have created on this planet. So basically we are creating better and better uh, communication skills for folks to go and, and, then, and then solve the problems that we've made, right? So yeah. because, of, because of this, uh, we are at the moment with my, my colleague that I already mentioned, Julia, who is also an improviser, but also an educator. We are now on our third term of so basically the government of Finland has finally given money to support improvisation in a way that yes and we are teaching teachers all around Finland to adapt these ideas into the schools in Finland so that's the other that other part yeah that's like I I got one of my dream jobs a couple years ago was working at this school here in Victoria called the the Pacific School of Innovation and Inquiry, although it might be Inquiry and Innovation. I always mix them up. PSII. <clears throat> and it is, it's a self-led learning school. So the students like choose what they want to learn and the teachers just help them along on their own projects. And it's sort of like, instead of yeah. having a bunch of uh, subjects and then teaching the students in the subjects, you find what they're interested in and then you teach them the subjects through those interests. So it's a very like, mm-hmm very cool. I love the model. It's the way I like to, to learn and teach. And now I work there as, as uh, uh, the improviser. I'm just the, yeah. the Im- not not like teaching improv, but the principal liked my energy so much. She just wanted me in the school as a general idea of improv in the school. I love it. And I was like, "This is amazing." So I do. I go in on like uh, right now. I'm only there like once a week, but uh, I go in and I do like. Uh, what I call it is creativity with Dave. I'm just here. And what do you want to do? Let's do some stuff. And so we just make things and whatever they're working on, I work on it with them. Some days I'm just jamming on the bass guitar with some kids. I taught some people how to juggle and we, they made juggling balls and we did this whole thing. So it's just like, we just do stuff and it's just like so wonderful. And it's like, if that was in every school, Every school would be better. This, yes. like, that, yeah. that, just that, not even, not, not like if I was in every I was school. In every school. <laughs> 
every school would be better. But um, but if the every school had a principal like the principal at the school I work at who valued that and was yeah. like, this idea of yes and just that simple concept should be everywhere in education. It should be like, that's what you're interested in. Great. Yeah. Let's learn about that. You want to, yeah, you're really yeah. into spaceships. Let's talk about spaceships. Let's do, let's learn all about the physics of like, let's like that, that idea. And so, yeah, it, it's my dream job. And, and one day I will just do nothing, but just go there and hang out with some fucking kids and jam. <laughs> but isn't that like one of the coolest, I think that that's one of the coolest, like, compliments that you can get is like i like your energy coming to our school just to hang out just to be there just yeah. to be a mascot you're the mascot just want you. we just want you in the room it's just like it's just fun yeah but i understand that i understand about both that about both of you like uh, this is this is kind of like because no, i we understand that about you no we understand that about you <laughs> no no you. but it's also, i'm so like i'm really like really into this like because i haven't seen either of you in a long time this, this last year has been so long yeah so, like it's like seeing your faces and having these chats with you both is like i'm like hey these two <sighs> Wow. Stop it. You talking to you. I, I it's it's after midnight here and it feels like nine in the morning. I'm, you're waking me up. You're keeping me going. I love it. So you you kind of glossed over something really important is the fact that you were just like, Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to expand improv and break it and make it better. Uh, but let's talk about this. I want to go back to that part. You know, yeah, I'm just changing improv as you know it. I'm just re- <laughs> redefining it, but whatever, whatever, whatever. That's, that's my day Let's job. Take a bed. <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you doing? Where are your thoughts on that at the moment? What are What are the new things that you're trying? What are What are your uh, maybe thoughts are, are, around that? I think that the main thing for me, or the main areas that I'm working on at the moment, is changing not changing, expanding the the idea around improvisational theatre as an art form in Finland. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, as a side product, hopefully that is something that I can somehow contribute to on a, on a larger scale as well. With my very small, small portion, I'm not saying that I'm going to change everything. But like here, the history basically is in a nutshell that uh, improv came to Finland as its modern form uh, in the late 80s. Uh, from England uh, originally as like this show like um like um blah, 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 like whose a line is it anyways? Show, basically Who, like a whose line is it anyways kind of kind of that kind of stuff and then very quickly after that uh, Keith Johnstone came to mm-hmm. Finland as well and the first theater companies improvisation theater companies were formed so it was very much a mix of like Johnstonian style and then the traditional Finnish or European theater tradition so basically it was either short form or then it was straight away improvised plays so that right. was basically those two things so you have uh, actors uh, like um, classically trained actors that are doing improvised plays right or that. then you have short form those two things have been very, very much those two big things that Finland has saw saw during these seen has seen during the saw <laughs> okay <laughs> has seen during these last forty or so years and <clears throat> so basically that's really great but it's very like either this or that yes. and there is as as we all know uh, there is so much more in it mm-hmm. and to me it's very much about the fact or the idea that improvisation is kind of a way, obviously way of doing something. Dave has had a, the way of improvisation, Tech Talk, right? 
That's right. Uh, the way of improvisation. So, yes. So, so it's not a thing. It is a way. Yes. That's how, I, that's how I say it with that voice. I don't know where this voice, I keep slipping into this. this and I voice. think it's good. It's good. <laughs> Thanks. But in any case, the idea is that I think that here it's very, very strict box. This mm. is improvisational theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really want to poke out of it. Uh, and show the folks that are interested in that here and who are doing improvisational theater here that there are so many other things that you can do. And basically, not even so that here's this thing, they're doing this thing in, in, in Melbourne or they're doing this thing in, in Paver Street, which both is super valid, like, uh, or like Jason, all of your work, other work as well. I don't know how much you are with Impro Melbourne at the moment, but in any case, yeah, what I'm saying is that <laughs> what I'm saying is that you are like, I'm obviously using good examples from all around the world and asking people to go and see what some other folks have done. Mm-hmm. But it's not really about that. It is about the courage to start to do your own stuff. And so I think that that is the biggest thing is like, it doesn't matter what it is, you have to go and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then go a little further and even a little further and you find something that either someone else is already doing and that's still okay, it's still as valid, or then it's something that no one else is doing, which is also valid and great. So I think that that's like from the perspective of like expanding the idea here. But then in addition to that, of course, in my own work, I think that at the moment I'm like, this past year has really made me think of Mm -hmm. what do I want to do next? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I answered the question at all. You did. You did. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even care what the question was. Just keep going. It's, what you're saying is, I'm loving every moment of this. But I. I but I want to hear the rest of that sentence. Is what? What? Uh, if you know, you may not have, have not been able to articulate it yet. But but after a year of pausing, and what do you want to do next? Where are those winds blowing? What? What? Are, what do you think might be the thing? I think I want to go. Uh, during the last some years, I have been quite interested in immersive stuff. All in mm-hmm. all. And the idea of like combining things that are maybe not traditionally seen as theatrical mm-hmm. art forms uh, mm-hmm. in a way that it's possible to do something that is outside of it. I'm very into uh, <laughs> viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that we were in a, on a festival together. Le vieux de point. Le vieux de point. Yes. <laughs> From over here, it looks different. Yeah. <laughs> and from over here. No, but the idea of like creating something that is beyond the regular I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm now in that part where I'm bored. Mm. Do you know? Like yeah. bored of those You're plateaued. Similar- yeah. Yeah. But I mean it could be the pandemic that's just like the fact that <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty bored it could too. Be. I'll tell you, I'm pretty bored and I still like improv, but I'm pretty bored just generally. <laughs> it's just boring. So it could just be that. But I see what you're saying that yeah, maybe you feel like there's there's more to this to this than than uh, than is there. Yeah. I, from, I, I, you know, go for it, Jason. I was gonna say, and from someone who's uh, uh slowly emerging from the pandemic here in, in Melbourne, we've started doing shows and stuff. Enjoy it, man. <laughs> enjoy the enjoy the slowness because I've gone from zero to a hundred, and I'm like, I feel like I'm on the downhill of a roller coaster at the moment. Just getting back into into yeah. everything at full speed again, and seeing people, and being out in the world, and driving places and stuff like that is is crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, 
yeah it's crazy so yeah. uh, you know enjoy the stillness i know it's a forced stillness but uh that plateau where the mind can wander is uh, is something great and i do think i honestly do think that that is also one thing that has done i am definitely definitely suffering from work uh, workaholism or whatever it mm-hmm. is from the past and i think that it has been really really great for me from that perspective as well as like okay really think of what are the things that you want to be working on mm-hmm. and especially i am a very privileged person living in a country where i actually get to decide what i want to do and mm-hmm. what i don't want to do and i shouldn't take that for granted but mm-hmm. really kind of like you know appreciate the fact that there is this possibility that for me to somehow downshift or whatever it is so i'm hoping that whatever i will do in the future there is more focus on those specific projects that i want to go further with and then mm-hmm. also take enough time to just take care of myself and and, mm-hmm. and hang out <laughs> with my family and and, and friends yeah yeah but yeah i mean i just want to echo what you said the about the what's next feeling i think is that because mm-hmm. i had that same feeling before the pandemic like even before we the pandemic yeah. hit i was getting to this point where i was like right, what's there's going to be more to this life you know like what's next yeah. um, yes. uh because like not not and and when i was talking through it with a friend a close friend of mine i was like like, I just want to do more. I want to find other things. I'm, I'm sort of like getting restless, I think, is the feeling that I was experiencing with improv. Because it's like I've, I'd hit some shows that I was like, that is this, that was it. That was what I've been trying to do since I was like 18. And I was like, why can't improv be theater? And then we did it. And I was like, that's how it can be. All right. What's next? Like, where do we go from? But then when I started talking through it more, and maybe you can relate to this, I started talking through it more with them. And I was like, but of course, like, I'm not going to give up improv. Like, I'm still going to do it because I like it, right? And I'm probably still going to teach some classes because I really enjoy teaching improv with people. And then I'll probably still want to produce a show or two a year <laughs> because, like, you know, I'll have ideas that I just want to play with. And I, I sort of vicariously talked myself back around into, oh, wait, what's next is that. I'm still doing this, but then I'm just going to add something else. And so that was that was it to me. It was like, what's the other thing that I'm going to add to what I'm doing? Not I'm done with improv. Cause I, I can't like uh, speaking of our Jack of all trades, master of one <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, my whole life has always been like cycling through different crafts, like getting into poetry, getting into music, getting into writing, getting into poetry, getting and like cycling yeah. through them over and over. But improv was sort of always there and has always been there. And it's there's a reason it's always been there. It's because it's part of like who I am now. It's like it's but it's how I do everything. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even envision a future when I was looking at how do I leave improv. I was taking improv with me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'm not leaving. I guess it's like a turtle trying to leave its shell on the shore, right? It can't do it. Well, that was like a tongue twister. Did you hear that? <laughs> like a turtle leaving a shell on the shore. <laughs> I think some of the thing with me is I, 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 it, when I was on the go slow, I was thinking all those things and the world's opened up quite suddenly here with uh with things and everyone's just keen to get back to normal but i haven't made any of those decisions yet and so i'm just find myself barreling back into things going uh, okay uh, is this is this what i uh, i don't know i didn't get to answer that question (laughs) and and i do think that they're like i obviously have i also have had those uh thoughts during this past year is because 
now this is only a second year of being a full-time entrepreneur i was like mm -hmm. a freelancer before this but then creating a company and then thinking like okay well during the last year it was 12 months of of, of that <laughs> there are 12 months in a year to start yes. with if you didn't know what? yes yeah, yeah 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 so this might yeah well that's what know. you think from over here <laughs> There <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of those 12 we got to work for three and a half and right. so if you think about the idea from the financial point of view at some point I was like you know what I love cleaning and I'm being general genuine right now because I love it when you do it and you see straight away it's clean in the change yeah. you see straight away, I'm like, what? That is okay. so I was looking for like if I could do that for for a job and be like because there's the huge obviously I'm sure we all know this and so many other people also who probably will if are listening to this and if our improvisers also know the idea of like it's not the best <laughs> well-paid job in the world yeah. you know but as an as an entrepreneur there are these parts when you're like I don't know if this is a if this is the way to go yeah uh, when it's attached when and I don't I think that's the other question is like why are you for what reason are you doing stuff from so that you obviously that, that you have that passion of like you have that idea of like this is what I want this is something that I really want to create or like I do this from the reason of and if the only reason for that is to to have bread then I don't know there are so much mm -hmm. easier ways to do that and then maybe yeah. you, in, in, in the process you maybe lose some of that creativity and and that passion as well, so. well, some of the yeah. some of the, my favorite improvisers that I work with don't improvise for a living. Like yeah. they they, just, they wouldn't even dream of it. They're like, no, 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 no. I like a job and I like my <laughs> life. And then I improvise for me, and it's an art form and it's crap. Which is honestly, as an improviser, entrepreneur, or whatever, that my full time life is made through improvising. Most of the money doesn't come from improvising. Yeah. Like it, rarely do I step on a stage to do a show, and that's what's paying my rent. It's like that is like maybe buying beers later or like, <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Buying a coffee, but it's not, it's not paying my life. My life is coming from all the other parts of the business, the teaching and the corporate yeah. training and all of that. That's where the real living gets comes in. Uh, mm -hmm. And to me, that's great. Cause that just still doesn't feel like work. Like that's still so much fun. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a, there are two ways to go about it because then also at the same time, I think that's, that improvisational theater as an art form should be valued in a different way also monetarily mm. and that's one of the reasons why why here in Finland we we started an association between all the different Finnish um, um, professional theater companies and one of our biggest one, one of our biggest aims is to kind of like lift the the how would you say the the knowledge and, and also the way that it's being um, recognized in mm -hmm. the in the society so that it would be considered also uh, something that should be invested into more. Yeah, than one, now, one but... of my one of my goals is to make people dress up before they come to an improv show. <laughs> I want people to feel when they come yes. to an improv show like I should put on my nice shirt. That's yes, like yes, my yes, that's yes. my goal. That's my goal. Uh huh. And it's like, oh, it's Thursday night. What, what what should we do? Should we go to the movies? Should we go to the improv show? Should we go to yeah. you know like that? It's it's there sure. with everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. I do I try and do uh talk I do talkbacks once in a while after shows uh live talkbacks with the technical improvisers and I bring them on stage and let the audience ask us questions and we do it like so this is a real theater we do real work here you might actually want to stay and learn about this like and I do those types of things I've even tried. Actually, I don't know if we ever tried it officially, but I've talked about it a lot. Doing <laughs> like uh, the opera 
when they do a show, they have like this pre-show where people can come and there's like a gala and the director talks about the choices of the show and why they, I've thought about hosting one of those before the show so that people would come early, have a drink, learn about the show, and then they'd get to go in and watch it if they wanted to, right? Uh, like those types of, of things to kind of get it to that place where, where people res- respect, just respect yeah. it. You don't even have to yeah. like yeah. it. Just please respect it. It's like crap. Yeah, yeah. Mom, yeah. it's a real thing, mom. You're <laughs> trusted. You don't want a dentist as a son. <laughs> Stop asking about dentistry, Mom. <laughs> oh man. Uh okay. Um the, I could talk to you all night, Kessa. I love just I miss you. I miss you too. I miss both of you. It's so and good I'm, to see your face. Oh goodness gracious. And I really when do I ever use that expression? But now I didn't understand was like, goodness gracious. Goodness <laughs> gracious, is that Kaiser Coca Palmer? No, I'm really, I'm really much looking forward to being able to see both of you in yeah, in the real world as well. And we're doing a world tour after this, probably. I think, I think every I think every improviser is gonna yes. jump on the road right away, and then yeah, we're all we're, gonna uh, be on the road, and no one's gonna see each other because we're all <laughs> trying to go see each other. Yeah. <laughs> I can stay put for a little little while, so you can come. You can come and meet me here. Oh, sweet. Okay, um, cool, cool. Anything else you wanted to to uh, bring? I'll edit this question out about fifty five minutes in. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to talk about or bring up uh, on the on the podcast that you were interested in? letting our listeners know about or any, any topics you wanted to cover kaisa mm, i don't know okay all right cool that was just a check-in cool we can just keep going then anyway uh all right jason's gonna take it from here jace stay away let's get back into it <laughs> that was a pause that's not in the podcast that's not in the podcast that's just me talking guys it's just me being me right now i know you can't tell so getting back into the podcast with this question um ooh, uh, <laughs> okay, i ruined it i ruined the whole flow of everything now this has to stay in now this has to stay in what is your favorite word color, color. in finish <laughs> <laughs> it's lamby mamby lamby mamby what's that mean yeah. it means warmer it means warmer but i think that it sounds really fun like it feels fun in your mouth when you do lamby mamby yeah, yeah so anytime i pop a blanket on i will be like hey i'm lamby mamby <laughs> oh, yes. it's actually getting it. really lamby mamby in here <laughs> Ooh, Kaiser Coco Palmer showed up. <laughs> uh, um, what's uh, what? What um, uh, other than how the light gets in, which is our so our, our duo show that we did that couple of times in Vancouver and Victoria. And we'll uh, do it again. We'll do it again. As well. We definitely will. I was yep. such a love. Both of those were love. I have but, one um, question. I just before you start uh, and ask your question, Dave. I have yeah. one question. How does the light get in? I think it gets in between the cracks. Yeah, between the cracks. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Continue, uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I but other than that show that we did, that was wonderful. Uh, 
what what's uh, what's a show that you've done recently or before the pandemic that you were feeling really like super proud of that this is this is the kind of work you want to be doing like you mentioned the musical work you're doing with Yulia and I don't know if that maybe that's it maybe that's the one you're most proud of recently but is there something else you've been doing that you think is like that that's a your uh, I don't want to say specialty but something that you're really into and that you're really enjoying I Yes, the last show that uh, other than other than how the light gets in, because I know that was your favorite. I know that was the than best that and most favorite for all times ever. <laughs> heard it here. Nothing you heard it here, everybody. <laughs> Except when we start our duo with Jason, then that's oh. going to top the one. That yeah. we have. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. but before yeah. that, I'd say the last show that I did before the pandemic uh, started was a was a duo show with Sarah, my wife. We have a duo called Crocodile Paws and we have been doing that show all over the, the world. And the last show that we did with our duo was in Sweden, in Uppsala, where they have an improv festival uh, called FIF. Uh, no, mm -hmm. Swim, um, Sweden improv festival. Because like yeah, FIF is um, the Finland. FIF is but, the Finnish one. I plugged it. That I was going to be at. I was going to be at that one last year. I know. It didn't happen. I, I know. know we were going to see each other. But, well, <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. At some It'll point happen. It will happen. happen. Uh, and I have visited both of you, by the way. I have seen in day. Yes. So I was, I was so close. I was like on my way. And I was going to come visit so you and everything. You've stayed in this very room, Kaiser. That's true. <laughs> but I'm sitting in. And we went for a hike, so we saw kind yeah. of it's uh, anyways, those <laughs> times. Oh uh, this show was in Uppsala uh, on their festival, and we did that with Sarah. And I think that we both like it felt like the show was it was a great show. Like I, I'm just I'm really, really happy with with the, I think that we both appreciate the kind of work that is genuine and that is in the moment, that is um, emotionally driven, that has different layers to it, and that you can tell several different stories and kind of throw this. Sarah talks about like this kind of idea of a spider web that you you throw onto the audience and it hits some people in some ways and and some maybe not as much. But like, obviously, the feedback that we got after the show was also like unbelievable great we got invites to different festivals straight away and stuff, <laughs> stuff like this for, uh, as an example but it made me feel like when I left the stage and I don't really usually like I, I I live a lot in a way that I try to have it so that when I get feedback that is something that is critical feedback or something that I can learn from I try to take it in a way that yes I'll take the things from there and try to improve myself but not stay in the way of like I'm a terrible person I'm a I'm a horrible you know that kind of stuff but the same way about like when someone is like that was amazing that was great that was that it doesn't lift my self-esteem in some way or be like oh this is why I do this for but it's just information for me I try to somehow mm -hmm. keep away from that idea of like oh this makes me at whatever yeah it doesn't so, feed your but, ego mm. yes yes and but then when I left the stage and 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 the way the show was about x x's and the other one came to pick stuff and the whole show is about that and then dives into like because it came from the audience it wasn't also about us like being like hey let's do this kind of show when I left the stage and then Sarah's character stayed and she was crying uh Sarah was generally crying on stage as well which I thought that was cool and for her not that's something that she does in every show that was really hitting and I went onto the side of the stage and I was watching her and the beautiful theater and the beautiful lighting all of that comes with it and then when the lights went out I was like 
this was a show and it, it yeah. feels good when sometimes when that happens when it's like oh my gosh so like, i would pick yeah. that right now and i i really love the fact mm. that we get to oh last one small thing i really love the fact that i get to that we get to do this kind of work also from the perspective when we travel the world as a as partners and when we start our shows our shows for whatever they are and they're very, very fluid and they go wherever whenever but when we start the shows we always start them by saying like this is my wife sarah and she says this is my wife Kaisa and then we'll go into the show and that's the only thing that we do about it but when after the shows almost after every show someone comes and says like thank you for making something like that in this gay in this gay <laughs> it's true in this gay in this gay and gay yeah. <laughs> in this case the idea that we're uh, we're we're married and we're a couple yeah. of same yeah. sex that it doesn't have to be anything else than that and it's not what our shows are about but basically just putting the different kind of um how do you say it that there is ah uh, now my words are living uh, like that use pro- rep- representation representation yeah representation yeah. so that's also i think that what is cool about that that collaboration yeah it's really beautiful beautiful that's great Beautiful. Well, Dave, uh, oh. Kaiser and I have a duo as well. What? Uh, our show, our show is called "How Do the Laughs Get In." Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to go with. I thought you might have gone with something like "How the Darkness Stays," like, <laughs> "How to Destroy the Light," or something. But I like the "How the Laughs Get In." I love it. Yeah. I how the oh. laughs get in. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 like your show, but just a little bit different. <laughs> Just a little bit funnier. Just a little different. Just a little viewpoints. Taking the box of improv, we're just poking it. We're just turning it 16 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I just tell you a quick little anecdote? Missy, my wife, you may know her, really likes things being in order in our house. And she did this puzzle, uh, like, and finished a puzzle. And then I, made it crooked on the table just like a little crooked like it was like you know not the i didn't take the puzzle part but i just like out of like if the table was the frame it was just a little crooked and then she wanted she fixed it and then i did it again and then she fixed it again (laughs) and then i finally told her about it and she was like you're doing that and just (laughs) laughed and just broke down laughing because she had no idea how it was happening who would do something like that? It was I did. just a little. And like, yeah, it was about 16 degrees. That's what made me think of it. Like it wasn't a full quarter turn. It was just like yeah. a little bit. Little, little. Just a little bit. Uh, that's how much we love each other. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we're probably coming to the end of the podcast. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Fair enough. But we and we usually ask people a question at the end about uh, what what you what skill of improvising would you give to the entire world? But I feel like you've already kind of talked about that with Kaisa. Yeah. So we should we should ask you something different. Like, uh, all right, I've got I've got one. If improv was a food, <laughs> um, <laughs> you got one, Jace. Jace is gonna wrap this one. Yeah. Up. Uh, who's your favorite, me or Dave? <laughs> <laughs> and and wait and follow up. Why is it Dave? I know. If Dave was standing at one end of a park and I was standing at the other end of the park and we were both calling your name, Kaiser, Kaiser, yeah. um, who, who would you steal us? Which, which scooter, who would you scoot to on your scooter? <laughs> and why, and why would it be Dave? Um, uh, okay, um, 
but uh oh i love you both so much this has been absolutely great I, okay. i'll want to do this again next week Let's, we can do this all the time. Anytime you want. Right. Anytime. If, you, if you message and say I'm on your, I'm going to be on your podcast next week. We'll go. Okay, that's how it works. <laughs> if you tell us you, you're on, that's how it works. Uh, but I do have a real question then, uh, in, the, in the same okay. tone of of uh, if you could give all people a, a skill. Uh, when do you think you what like? What is it going to be like? What's the the tell going to be when the world is starting to learn how important improv is? Like, what are you going to notice about the world or the way people are treating each other or the way they're, they, they're doing things? Like, what's going to be that tipping point where it's like <gasps> improv is starting to take over the world? Because that's it. You said you wanted to take over the world, right? That's a really good question. Oh, um, nice. I got a first one. one. First one. Uh, first, first good question. <laughs> first good question. Right at the end of the podcast. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey. I guess it's you can see it from people's eyes I'd say they have mm-hmm. more compassion uh, and through that then they'll start to make different decisions based on how they treat other people in a small scale within their own groups but also on a bigger scale but I, I think that the tipping point is when the political systems are being adapted into the into the improvised impro mindset and they start to make decisions based on communal good communism that's the answer no the answer is communism communism (laughs) (laughs) when communism takes over the world then no but it's it's, yeah yeah, we get it it's empathy and understanding you see people listening and making decisions based off of the other people that are there and not off their own personal self-interest yeah that's a great you're the best, Casey. <laughs> you're the best. I'm trying to remember how to say I love you in Finnish. And I keep, all I can think of is how to say it in Swedish, which is not the same language. <laughs> not, but I do speak Swedish as well, so you can say it in Swedish. Oh, wait, no, no, I can't even say I love you. I say, I can only say Dalvakau, Dalvakau, Dalvakau. Oh, you're beautiful. Yes, 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 yeah. Do it vacket. Yes. Okay, you said it much better than I do. No, you, Swedish or something. I think if anyone who is is a Swede and listens to this, they're gonna be like, guys, I don't know if that's exactly the way you pronounce it. <laughs> but yes, I can say I'll say to both of you, Mina Rakastan Sinua, which is I love you in Finnish. Mina Rakastan Sinua. Lampa Rampa. Lampi. Lampy. Lampy, Lampy. Lampy, Lampy, Lampy is getting hot in here. No, it's so Thank gonna you so much for both of you. Thank uh, you I'm, so I'm much. I'm writing Lampy, Lampy down. And people can find your uh, your company in Pro Helsinki. Just take those two words, mash them together, and they'll find them on the internet. And they'll find I'll uh, also put a link uh, to that on the, in the show notes of the podcast as well. So, yeah, so everyone who's listening, please there. seek out Kaisa Coco. You can, uh, and apparently, you can give money to her company to have <laughs> her do a greeting for your child. Only children, though, I think, is what they're doing <laughs> for the greeting. So, if you want a greeting for your child or childlike person, uh, then <laughs> please With think about support. Greeting. Some, we'll do some exceptions for Adam. We, we've got some I know, I know. Okay, love you, Kaiser. Love, love you, Kaiser. It's so great to chat to you, mate. Likewise. Thanks. Guys, go to Bomber! Bye! Bye! Yeah, the Bomber works really well. Yeah, it does, it does.